1: experience taylor swift's record-breaking eras tour does
0: anyone here know the lyrics taylor
1: swift the eras tour taylor's version with four additional acoustic songs now streaming only on disney plus
0: this Hey guys, this is David. Welcome back, Behind the Velvet Rope. How is everybody doing? Everyone sit down because we are joined today by, I would say, fitness expert. Is that how you like to refer to yourself?
1: Um, Hey, if you're referring to me, I'll be happy. Whatever you choose, um, I'm game with.
0: So Craig Ramsey, fitness expert, prior Bravo star on many hits such as Newlyweds, The First Year, Intervention with Miss Jackie Warner. Mm-hmm. Are you already rolling your eyes on that one? Because we got lots of questions about Jackie Warner.
1: Okay. Sorry.
0: Craig is like, but we're going to talk about all the stuff you're doing now in quarantine. We're working out, we're drinking wine. We mm-hmm. have a lot to talk about. How are you?
1: I'm good. How are you doing?
0: I'm okay. You look very comfortable.
1: I am always. I mean, what other way to be if you're quarantined? You're going to live your best life, right?
0: You are quarantined with your husband, who we also had on the show, Mr. Brandon Liberati. So it's just the two of you, right? No dogs.
1: No. um, Our dog, uh, he retired with my parents a few years ago. It was actually newlyweds that threw him over the edge and it was a little too much. So he's living his best life with them in Canada.
0: That's not bad.
1: That's not Mm, bad at all. Good. I kind of wish I was there with them in Canada with all the craziness that's going on here, you know?
0: I mean, is it really crazy in LA or because New York is like, it's crazy, but I'm really out of it. Like, I really am not leaving the house ish other than one day a week to go to the grocery store. And I don't even know if I'm doing that anymore. Uh, My house is like a Costco. I have like power bars and if I turn this around, I have the amount of sparkling water. I have eight thousand cans because I love sparkling water. Uh, Lacroix La is good as you hold that up. But I have bubbly. This Ooh, comes that- in every. It literally think of a flavor, they have it. Apple, like everything. So I'm doing that, and I mean, so it, is it crazy there?
1: I mean, it is and it isn't. I think that because uh, it varies, like some people are taking it serious, some people are responsible, and then it takes a few people that aren't. And Brandon and I, if anyone um, followed Newlyweds the first year, I mean, here's the set, you know, for a year and a half. It's an apartment. It's a two bedroom, small apartment in Hollywood. And I guess in these times, I'm really counting my blessings, but it does make me realize um, what I would really want in life. Like, I want a backyard so bad.
0: And this, so this is the same apartment we saw on the show.
1: It is, yeah. Yep.
0: And so it's, you don't, right, because like you live in a complex so you don't have a backyard. I don't have a backyard either.
1: Yeah. We we have a
0: roof deck, though.
1: Well that's great. Any kind of fresh air would be amazing, but Brandon and I literally have two chairs pulled up to our uh, bedroom window and we're we're out there like this like like a dog, you know, trying to get a breeze in a car ride, uh just trying to get some fresh air. So again, I'm counting my blessings, but I think all of us are are going through it. And just trying to, uh, I'm trying to stay healthy, my mental health especially. And I'm also just trying to do what I've always done, which is just bring happiness and joy to people wherever I can.
0: That's nice. Now, going back to the beginning, like, where are you from again? Like, tell us where you're from.
1: Like, where'd you grow up? I grew up in like one of the smallest farming communities in all of Canada, in harrow ontario which is right across the border from detroit like an hour deep into canada and uh yeah humble beginnings let me tell you i i you know i danced with the royal winnipeg ballet i trained there i have some um circ uh, training as a contortionist um and then i did a lot of broadway it brought me mamma mia did you see mamma mia the musical
0: I did see Mamma Mia I have on my list right here. That was my next question, like how you ended up in New York. So you were in Mamma Mia?
1: I was, yeah. I was in the pre-Broadway production of Mamma Mia. So we're talking, I got hired in 1999. And uh, oh, wow. I was like the second youngest original cast member and that brought me into the States and I, I honestly just stayed and one year became two and two became four and I just built my life here. So I'm really, I mean, I'm grateful for this, like I my, met my husband, I, my business, everything is here, uh, but there, there's such a strong part always that will be Canadian in me, you know?
0: That makes sense. And did you love Mama Mia? Because I loved Mama Mia. It was a great show.
1: I did. I thought it was really inventive. It was one of the first jukebox musicals back in the day. And we got Benny and Bjorn of ABBA with us for a good solid mm. two years. Um... Yeah, they, they love to drink on a Friday or Saturday night or actually any night, really. And so we were out partying with them all the time. And it was a uh, it was a really great start to my career. I mean, I was like, what, 20 or 21. And That's it, really yeah, I, I'm so grateful to Mamma Mia forever.
0: And then when you were on Broadway, what? Because I mean, I just if I Google you, this is what it said. You worked with Lee and Michelle and Rosie. <laughs> I do my I mean, that. That's what it said online. Or maybe it said you were on, I don't know. It said you were on Broadway oh, with them. Maybe. Oh no, at, I at know the them time.
1: all. I just I just didn't want to hear Leah Michelle's name in this interview at all. Oh really? I, I think she's a despicable, horrible human being. I think she has lost touch with reality. She we're in Fiddler together. Rosie's awesome. Rosie, I still talk to. Uh she's a huge mentor to me. Like I I just really respect. How she's been able to survive and thrive all the nonsense that has been tossed to her, but as far as Leah Michelle is concerned, I think she's one of the most entitled people I've ever come across in this business.
0: Right? Because listen, I've met her. I mean, in a different respect, I wasn't dancing on Broadway with her, but based on what I do, I mean, I never sat down an interview here because I've met her and I've never had a good experience myself. Well, I didn't. But like, so even. Like, so even back then, like, this was all before Glee, right?
1: I'm talking after Glee. Like when she, Mm. I'm saying I was there when she got basically phone call of, I got Glee. And I think that the entitlement just uh, took over her body. Uh, She was possessed with this. And from that moment on, because she moved to LA the same time I did from New York, I cared for her greatly. Um, but then the, the amount of entitlement that came right at that moment, um, I've never seen the likes and especially Broadway. It's like, you can't mess with Broadway. Uh, you can get a really bad reputation really quick if you just don't respect where you come from because it is so reputable and she's talented. Don't get me wrong. I think she's more talented than the gigs that she's done the last 10 years. Um, but none of that means anything if people don't want to work with you.
0: That's true. So she's just difficult. That doesn't necessarily shock me. Um. So yeah. So you were on Broadway. So you what? Did you move right from Canada to New York? Like, was New York your goal? Like when you were growing up? Oh, or do oh you my have God. Yes. I mean, I I so
1: put New York on a pedestal for good reasons. I just wanted to go big or go home. And thankfully, you know, I've never had to to go home in that context because things really did take off. So one show led to another. And I did, yeah, Fiddler on the Roof, Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. Um, I had lots of great opportunities. And then I it just struck me one day um when I was uh was injured in after Chitty, I had an elbow injury. And I had to, I take myself out of Broadway and I'm like, who am I? And it really struck a chord with me. And I I was like I've been training my fellow Broadway cast members for now 10 years, and I feel like I can make a bigger difference playing who I am as opposed to someone else's lines that were restricted. I mean, I was just I was a chorus boy, and, and which is amazing. And as Sutton Foster says, chorus people are even more talented almost always than the leads because you understudy the leads and you can do that and you can dance and, you know, sing and act. So I just um, moved from um, LA from New York to LA back uh, what eleven years ago or so um, to just pursue fitness, and I I really felt like taking my entertainment background and mixing it with my fitness experience that I overlapped with Broadway was going to make a bit better and greater impact.
0: And that's and where did you meet your husband? Did you meet him in LA or before? I met him in LA. I had just started uh, filming Thin Intervention
1: with Jackie Warner, as you mentioned, and I was like two or three weeks into the filming and I met him at the gym and was instantly taken by him and and basically threw myself all over him. And Gina Keough, the housewife of Orange County, uh, she said, I'm going to you're going to marry that one. And I said, like, hell, I'm going to marry anyone. I, you know, was wanting to be single. I had so much going on and then lo and behold, yeah, it worked.
0: Interesting. Now, how were you friends with Gina Keogh? That was before it's intervention.
1: Repeat that one more time.
0: Um, Gina Keo, because I know that you were friends with her. Like, where did you meet her? Like you knew her before the intervention, like having nothing to do with Bravo.
1: No, I didn't. Actually, I met her on intervention, her and uh, seven other uh, clients of Jackie and I's with this format show of losing weight over, uh, you know, 12 weeks or so. And uh, yeah, I I did bond with her immediately. Um, And recently, uh, not that she gives a shit, but uh, we've had a falling out. Like I discovered that she's a huge Trump supporter, Republican, through all of this, and I've been cutting off all those people out of my life because enough is enough.
0: Wow! Well, and this just happened. You yes, just like a couple of weeks
1: ago, and I was just so taken, um, uh, very upset with some of the things that I saw her post. So I um, did an attempt to just. Full disclosure and publicly shame her and I screenshot some of the stuff that she'd done and I said uh, she's so such a huge disappointment.
0: And then you blocked her or fell out with her.
1: No, I just unfollowed her. The whole blocking thing, I think, becomes so childish and that's um, apparent in Shah's right now, like with Reza. It's so ridiculous uh, when any, especially reality TV, people do that. They think it's like the full-on punishment. Gina Keogh doesn't care if I block her or unfollow her. I highly doubt it. I mean, we've talked uh, every like six months or so, and um, I'm more hurt at, at, uh, I guess, what she must have been like the whole time. And I was bamboozled. uh, Because do you really think people change that quickly? Like her true colors are coming out, and that's her, right?
0: I would think, like, whatever your political beliefs are, they have probably have been there all along, I would think. Yeah. I mean, how did you get Thintervention? Like, that was really the first time we saw you on Bravo, like, was Thintervention with Jack? Like, how did you get that job? I would imagine there's a lot of people that would have wanted that job as Jackie's right hand, because working out was such a huge success at that point.
1: Yeah, I always admired Jackie. I loved Workout. I, it, it with Project Runway was a huge launching pad for Bravo itself. And uh, I ha- kept having so many friends that were like, you and Jackie should connect. And I never felt like I wanted to be a fangirl of hers and meet her at the Abbey. And I kept saying no all the time when friends are like, she's here, you got to show up and meet her. And then when um, a whole bunch of people sent me the the breakdown of Bravo looking for um, her host with it and her, yeah, as you said, her sidekick, her assistant. So I just submitted it. And, um, I went to, I think it was like six to eight different interviews with just a whole bunch of different people. And I've always been very vulnerable. I I've gone against the grain with fitness as far as, uh, they tell you never, ever let your guard down with your clients. And, um, and get too close to them, always have that separate, and I've never believed that, so uh they have to know who I am, and I have to be vulnerable as the imperfect person that I am, and that most fitness people are, so with me doing that, I think it was appealing um and definitely offset jackie uh I think it balanced her out because she is so harsh and although I'm very opinionated, ultimately, um I give many chances to people. I'm there to hold your hand uh through everything, so I think I was, I was definitely the good cop of that show.
0: I think so. And you never met her at this point, like at all, like you just answer the casting call and then just were in the process. And then like, so each round, did you think like this could really happen? I mean, eight rounds doesn't shock me because that's really kind of what it takes to get on TV. But like, were you like after round three, like I fucking have this and you must've really wanted it, right? Right.
1: I was detached from it because of um, all the Broadway uh, auditioning that I've had and the disappointments, you know, like I got pretty thick skin with that. So I just went into it saying, okay, be vulnerable, be you. And then um, when they paired me up with her and I actually had to spend an afternoon with her and everyone was on bated breath to see how this was going to go down, including her and her and I, and we met for lunch and, um, we sat there and for 40 minutes she outlined how this is the line and this is the line you're not going to cross ever you're not going to step on my my feet my feet my toes you're going to um respect me and like gave it to me like that and i just was silent and like mm mm-hmm, mm mm-hmm. and i asked her if she had big feet and she said why and i said um because i don't accidentally want to step on them i want to know how big they are meaning her ego right And she just was like this to me. And I said, would it be appropriate um, for me to, um, like, rub your feet and, like, get to know you and and know your big feet? And she was like, what the hell? And the next thing you know, I'm trying to grab because we're on, like, this weird um, coffee lounge couch thing. And I grabbed her feet and I started massaging them. And at first, she's, like, literally kicking me, like, so upset. And then after a while, she's like, oh, that feels good. And then lo and behold, there's me and Jackie and we bonded like brother and sister immediately. I get her. She represents so many people from my past. And um I I'm just we were in love. Like I really did uh think the world of her and our relationship came um way before any kind of show, uh, really. Yeah.
0: Interesting. So like when she was like kind of reading you the riot act, it was almost like, this is my show. You know, I'm looking for my second in command, but it's my show. Like, and don't ever forget that it was kind of the before you started rubbing the feet ish was the message you were yeah, getting.
1: She's harsh. Like, let let's let's be accurate here. She is who she is on TV. Um, she is at times very self-absorbed. Uh, I think you've have you have to be to some degree in both the fitness industry and the entertainment industry. Uh, I don't think she's ever had people on her shows that really had good intention. Like, yes, uh, TV being on TV helps me. It's helped my business. I'm no dummy. But um, again, uh, I've had success. Jackie hasn't been in six Broadway shows, so I wasn't thirsty or desperate to get on her show for any other reason other than, okay, I'm going to help people. I'm going to do my best. And this is a great launching pad. Um, I also, I'm, I'm also smart. Like um, she, Uh, she had me eliminated from the press release of my own show contractually. So I was stuck in a situation where the show was going to come out and my name wasn't even a part of it, which means I can't do any press which would all be directed to her. And I told her at that time, I said, you're foolish, because I would have went on all those press outlets that you couldn't do and or didn't want to do or couldn't reach that kind of demographic and talk well about you and this whole experience. I wouldn't have yeah. made it selfishly for me. So then what I did was I had a book that was coming out, um, The Anatomy of Muscle Building, which is one of, of many books that I've, I've luckily been able to put out there and the only thing that i asked from the uh, publishing company was give me a press tour that follows Jackie Warner's one day later and Jackie was beside herself like when she got a call from um bravo uh nbc universal saying no craig is doing press he's just not going to talk about thin intervention or you and i'm following basically her press tour by a day i think that there's a part of her that respected me for that and understood that um That no amount of bullying or or overpowering was going to work with me.
0: Interesting. That's so interesting. So, like, that was in your contract, like, when this show comes out, it's billed as, like, intervention with Jackie Warner, and there's no mention of you as being, you know, a cast member. Nothing. Nothing. There were
1: seven clients. I busted my ass. Like you wouldn't believe ghost training, which is off camera training, um, just being supportive of all parties involved. And then I was eliminated from the press release. But then, I mean, I was like, OK, well, I was only going to do you guys well. So um, I made it work and I made it work even more, you know, because, wow. of course, once I'm on the show and they ask me about it. I can answer it. But the book got me basically the same press tour that she did. <laughs>
0: yeah and that was your own book and there's nothing bravo could have done i mean you could oh. go on any press tour yeah and to your point right you would have talked the show up and she can't be everywhere at once so you could have been doing you know fox 5 news while she was at good morning america you, you could have well, done the b-list.
1: but fox news but yes i understand your point
0: you know what i mean I the do. b-list category but yeah. yeah well that's very interesting so mm when so when all this was going on like then like was she pissed off at you like did you guys have a falling out like as i mean the show was airing now like well even let's go back like what was your relationship like with her when you got the job and you were filming like was it
1: it was perfect it was awesome it it never has been actually really bad i think even the last couple of years that she's obviously struggled i'd be a fool if i didn't recognize and address the fact that yes she has really gone through some some serious things personally probably professionally over the last couple of years but even still then i'm there for her um she she proved to me one time i'll I'll share this one moment that really changed it for me where i was like wow okay she is putting me in my relationship with her first uh we got the front of a, a fitness magazine and it was through me, and I wanted to give Jackie the, um, the chance to be on the cover with me. I thought that'd be really fun. And so I convinced them to bring Jackie on board. We had a great photo shoot. The interview portion came out. And remember, the fitness industry, this is going back like 10 years ago. Yeah. Uh, it's grown a lot, like, like society has with equality and such. But the interview uh, outed me as a gay man, and they pulled that cover with me. They gave it to Jackie, even though I was bringing it to the table, and they completely pulled me and said I wasn't going to resonate with their viewer. And I'm like, well, I will resonate with your viewer. You're just not being honest who's reading your, you know, soft uh, undercover gay porn magazine. And um, Jackie, to my surprise, uh, she was beyond furious because most people would think, oh, she would take the cover and run, right?
0: Yeah, I mean, that's what I would think.
1: Nope. No, she stuck up for me. Um, even her PR agency didn't didn't want her to pull it. She pulled it, and she said they need to do a written public apology to me, and that they have to remove all mentions of her in all past uh, magazines, online, and that they are never to use those images. That she has full right to them, and that she'll sue them. Wow, yeah. What was
0: the What was the magazine?
1: You know, I didn't, I didn't want to mention just in case I was wrong, but, um, uh, and I'll, I'll let you know after if I, if I, um, recall the specifics, but I think it was like muscle and performance.
0: Which I, is hope, pro- I hope they're
1: gone now. They, they don't deserve to still be out there.
0: And so, but she wasn't out apparently at that time. Like they didn't know she was a lesbian. Well, they, they did.
1: Of course, ah. everyone knows that Jackie's a lesbian and that even straight girls I mean that was the appeal. the Bravo audience loved her she was a fantasy for all almost all people Um, but there's a huge difference with all of those straight guys running uh, a fitness magazine and having a lesbian a hot lesbian and then a, a gay guy right
0: that's true
1: yeah interesting
0: and how did they out you it just came out it just came up No, I mean,
1: again, I'm an open book. And if someone if someone's like, oh, you know, what do you go home to? I'm going to showcase my gorgeous uh, celebrity hairstylist husband, you know, of course. Yeah. Like, I don't think it's tough. I mean, the purse falls out and I'm proud of my my Gucci purse that, you know, flies out of my mouth.
0: I have no problem with that. Same here. As long as it's Gucci or Louis Vuitton, <laughs> I prefer Louis Vuitton just a little. But I love Gu- Gucci. Is a very close second for me.
1: Me even saying Gucci is showing Brandon's influence over me because honestly, I mean, this quarantine life is so great. I'm I'm wearing comfy like clothes all the You're time. You're in a tank
0: top. You're in a tank top and camo sweats. And uh, hairy shoulders.
1: Like I'm I'm able to just let it grow. Uh, It's endless. Like I'm a hairy beast.
0: Don't even touch your hair because I know that Brandon gave you a haircut because the last time I talked to him, he said, so that's not fair that you got a haircut in like two months. I'm going to need a haircut so bad.
1: Well, everyone's going to need one. And what, what's interesting about that is uh, that I actually still haven't gotten my hair cut. This is wow, a good wow. cut that's grown out from the last time he's doing it. But he left his scissors back in San Francisco. So those are being mailed. But yes, everyone's going to be jealous when we take to social media and I'm able to get a fresh cut.
0: I'm already jealous. <laughs> yeah. So after after intervention came out, like, did you see a difference in your life? Was it like the power of Bravo? I mean, it was a lesser power back then, but were you like recognized everywhere you went? was it, you know, like instant yeah. celebrity from that? I mean, having been on Broadway was something, but it's a different community. Yeah,
1: Broadway, I mean, between what, 42nd and 57th, it's a big deal Um, as far as like celebrity goes or fame uh, or inf- being infamous or whatnot um i think that it's actually the opposite back when i did bravo at the very tail end of it there was bravo liberties uh, other than how just housewives and and big running shows because there wasn't too many other shows that were on there so um i i really loved it like it was a really great family and i was treated well i got top chef um wines for christmas delivered like so i was at that tail end where i think they treated everyone really well across the board um so, no, it was really good. I, I think my life, my life changed in the sense that, um, especially within, I say, LGBT community, it, it once you have any kind of outlet like that, I think it puts you in, um, in a kind of pool where you have a responsibility. And this is where Rosie O'Donnell comes in, in great um, hand, you know, for being a friend, because she said to me, she said, I never signed up to be a role model. And she goes, you can't have that attitude that you are, uh, you have a responsibilities role model. Truly don't, if you live your life just openly and honestly, and make your mistakes, then chances are people are going to relate to you. And that's what a role model is. So I never let any of that. I don't feel like get to my head or take over what my objective is, which is why I kept going. Most people have that 15 seconds, not even 15 minutes. And, um, and yeah and and that's all it is going to be because they keep on it. I let thin intervention go when Thinnervention intervention ended.
0: That's good, and do you still speak to Jackie now? you kind of touch upon that?
1: I do, yeah, um, you know it's it's touch and go, I think uh as I said, the last couple of years uh she has struggled, and I only want the absolute best for her, and we all have our struggles, mind you, but not all of us end up on t m z for it um. So with her, uh, I'm always there for her and I let her know that, but I have not heard from her in I the longest stretch, which I would say is at least eight or nine months, but it, it reminds me, I should reach out. I mean, especially during these times, I think we're all getting a lot of clarity of, um, of what are, what, what we need people in our lives for. And, mm-hmm. and Jackie and I have history and anyone that I have history with, I think deserves, um, that kind of, uh love and and support
0: that makes sense i think so too i think during quarantine it's a good time to take stock you know just like of your life and like you know if you need to let people go reconnect to people i think this is a good time either way and you just kind of realize like what you said, like what you need out of people that are in your inner circle so to speak
1: Yeah, and even the outer circle like i think that's where brandon and i Differ with our relationships because me being fitness, I'm used to standing next to someone for an hour with them emoting every every time you work any kind of muscles. You have to remember that there's emotional baggage attached to that. So the release and and just someone talking about themselves, I'm willing to stand there and I have a lot of patience and I have a lot of patience for people that um, might not it might not be ebb and flow uh, of a relationship uh so i'm there for a lot of people i try to be
0: that's good and then after the intervention we all know that you and brandon were on newlyweds so talk to us about that how did that come about
1: jeez oh, i was really apprehensive about bringing brandon into that world that I was already familiar with brandon and i during the intervention cuz he was around we started dating during that right. we got in our largest fight during that, because um, I thought it would be fun and playful to get out of a hot tub naked with the clients after um, uh, a challenge that we all had. And I got in first. They had no idea that I was naked. And then after a serious, like heartfelt um, crying uh, conversation about just overcoming so much, I get out naked. Brandon Brandon was really conservative with that and very like protective of me and thought that I was going to be destroyed and all that. So reeling Brandon into reality TV um and our families was my biggest hesitation and I'm so pleased I have no regrets whatsoever because everyone just you know cut the crap and were themselves and Brandon and I were to to a certain degree I think we had some obstacles of fitting into a show with three other couples that we didn't know so unfortunately our shit for brains um ep on that show Uh, She tried to label us and put us in a box just to have um, different stories of the with the other couples. So there was things that I was like, well, that doesn't really feel right. And you're trying to focus on that just uh, so that she could have a well-rounded show.
0: And like, did you have any reservations like having been through Bravo? Like, did you feel like did did you have any bad experiences with intervention in the sense that you were like, that was edited wrong that's not really the point of that scene like where you just kind of felt screwed over by bravo or the producers that then caused any hesitation in doing newlyweds having already been on bravo
1: you know yes and no i think that uh bravo network has always been great to me always like Jen Levy, um, you know, Andy Cohen, even they've been supportive of me. So I, I didn't have that baggage moving forward to the intervention. I think I realized how um, with production companies, because a lot of people don't understand this, you're mostly dealing with a production company. If there's problems, you're going to hear from Bravo, right? right? And or when Bravo checks in, if if you're creating TV magic and you're being you, then there's no problem. It's all good. And they love you. Um, so I never had a problem with Bravo, but the production uh, companies, yeah, at times I do, because anytime um, that they wanted me to stray from just who I am, because they had a narrow mind of what storyline would be or what my relationship should be with Brandon or someone else, um, I I really fought. And, and there's a harshness to a Canadian, I think, that people don't know. Like, Canadians are sweet until you do us wrong, and then it's bad, you know?
0: Yeah, you guys are generally sweet as a whole. I mean, being from New York and all, I would say Canadians are much more mild-mannered than here, so to speak. Yeah. Well, that's I didn't the thing. get
1: along with her EP, though. That it, was, it was very difficult for us because I didn't get along well with her, and we butted heads a lot, um, which I expected more out of her being uh, an out lesbian and such. But honestly, everything else, and it really brought Brandon and I closer because it's like therapy. It really is. We expedited 10 years of our marriage in one year by everything just coming to a head. And it wasn't pretty. And we really had to be on the same page. And in fact, year two, if they followed, would have been more dramatic because I think people can relate to that. Once you settle into married life and then all of your um, issues and your annoyances come out, that's when most relationships fall apart.
0: That's true. Listen, I always said I thought newlyweds should have taken a, the right group of people at first and just followed them. Like the second year, the third year, they shouldn't have changed out the cast.
1: Yeah, I think so. I, I, if if they're if they're good, like if they're if they're willing to release their life, like I think that right. that's the um, issue that we had on our season. I don't know if you're familiar with Tara and Rob, right? Yeah. We carried forward to Shah's with them because I already knew Golnessa and um, Shervin and Adam, um, Reza's husband. And I brought Tara into that group as a Persian. And then um, then that's when shit hit the uh, fan, really, because and then they had to be truly who they are. And they weren't ever during Newlyweds, which was annoying to me.
0: Interesting. So now we know that Brandon is friends with MJ and he. I forgot, but he did tell me how he met MJ. It was through you. Through me? Yes, yes. That's what I thought. So, I mean, I'm just, it's all, listen, I like drink a lot of vodka. Now I'm drinking a lot less during quarantine, which we'll get into when we get into your workout. I know. See, you're like shocked. I know. We're going to talk about it. We're going to talk about it. But okay, so now, how did you fall in with all these shaws? Like, this was during the intervention, after during newlyweds. Like, when did this all happen, and how and who? Well,
1: during the intervention, I was aware of them because our show started at the same time, and really? uh,
0: Shah started when the intervention. Wow. Yep. Oh. Shaws
1: is, has is been around a long time, which is uh, really, really quite interesting, the uh, The journey that it takes when you're on for eight seasons. And remember, Shaws doesn't film like Vanderpump Rules back to back. They take a huge hiatus. So Especially talking- this last
0: time. It, this was like, I'm like, where's my fucking Shaws? It took forever to come back yeah, on. Yeah. Granted, I think part of it was because of everything going on in the real world. They wanted to get certain footage, but go on.
1: Yeah, no, I I was aware of them, um, but it was uh, before, right before Newlyweds, I met some of the Shaws uh, on a Bravo um, level. And um, especially after when our show was uh, airing is when um, we were at all those parties together and thrust back into that. But Mercedes... Um, was one of the last ones for me to actually meet no, know but on on a reality basis i mean she's a genius and i've always looked up to her uh, i've adored what she has done on tv what she's exposed of herself you know and she's made good tv uh so for when as soon as i started hanging out with mercedes um you would never think it really to look at us you know with me being bodybuilder white as can be all of that And with her, um, even before I started training her immediately, I connected with her on such a level, because I think there's so many similarities between us. And yeah, she, she was just really close after that. And then I introduced um, her, Brandon and her together and, and then uh, we became a great trio.
0: That's amazing. Right. And like she puts it out there. Like if you're going to be on reality TV, you have to just put it all out there. I mean, I think like that was a lot of the people in Shaw's. That was their problem. with like Asa or like Lily Galici, they were always like, we're here really exposing ourselves. And you're bringing like 5% of your life that you want the world to know.
1: Even the ones that are still on it, like, well, even past ones like Asifa as well um and and when you look at even this season like with reza and adam having hesitation with talking about their relationship dude you signed up for it like how why is it fair that everyone else is is each year being bullied by you to to come out with all of your uh relationship issues and you're not or Shervin right. with his affair with tara like that, that absolutely existed. I am fully aware of it. There was only two people that knew about it me and one of her girlfriends. And for months upon months, um, I'm not proud of it, but I was an accomplice. Like I knew it. And then to be on Shah's where all that came out, and the only reason why it did it was because Shervin didn't want to reveal his life. And then it came at an expense with overcompensating um, for attacking other people, Tara and me and other people included. So then if you deny it, it's going to either explode and work in your favor or not. And yeah, a lot of those Shaws, it'd be a much easier time probably for the producers and the rest of the cast if they were like Mercedes.
0: That makes sense. So you knew them and then Shaws kind of exploded, you know, now, you know, I mean, exploded, like blew up, like became like a really popular show. Now, what about now? I mean, what is your, can you believe what's going on with Reza and Mercedes? Like, it's just, because, you know, like, are you, do you keep up with all this? I mean, you're friends with her. Like, this stuff on social media is, like, tripling down. She just did something about Mike yesterday. She just told Mike he was an asshole. Like, there's just so much going on. Like, the social, like, it's not like anyone's backing away. Like, this is playing out on Instagram now every day as people are quarantined.
1: Well, first off, Shaw's was really successful way before I even stepped foot in in any kind of filming. And the only reason why I was because Tara dragged me in on it. I was already friends, very close friends with Mercedes. And then she had an affair with Shervin and all of that came out in season six. So from that point forward, um, my initiative was to support all of them. Like if they need basically me at a party, I would be there anyway. So why am I not going to, I don't have an ego. I don't need to be front and center of any of this. So this season, especially, I have never, ever gotten so many messages on social media about something that I'm really, truly not a part of, uh, just asking me, is it real? Like, is this all made up or are they this crazy? And I'm like, Oh no, more than a hundred percent crazy. Yeah. It's
0: it's sad. It's all real. Yeah. I mean, it's all real.
1: Oh, it's all real. And, and it's layered. It's layered with so many things that, um, you know, of course, I I was there for a lot of what went down as, on Mercedes' side. Um, Adam invited me and Brandon to the housewarming party that they had, um, and episode one of this, where you know it all went downhill from there. And I I'll, I love Adam, I do. I trained him for two years. Um, I I love I like all of them really a lot. Uh, I don't know Reza well. He's very guarded, and I think he—he, he, um, I think we trigger him on numerous levels, which we can get to. But um, I didn't go to the party because Mercedes was in hospital, and it was so inappropriate for me, as such a close relationship, to show up with something that uh, I would obviously be representing her, and she didn't ask for me to do that, and nor did she ask Ali to do that. Which is the whole problem of this season, that Allie took those initiatives without, quote unquote, her support or permission.
0: Right. Right. So that's why you felt like you shouldn't go and write like Ali is suddenly at the center of this whole thing by t- saying what he said to Destiny. I mean, is Destiny innocent in all of this? In your
1: opinion, uh, you know, it's so tough because I I have my personal relationships with these people beyond what um, the, the right uh, storylines are all of this season. So Destiny, even Golnessa, like there's a part of me that um, loves them still, of course, like Destiny. Um, she, is she innocent? No, I think that they're all incredibly. um Insulting to Mercedes to believe that she is dumb enough to orchestrate all of this, e- even hospitalized aside, Mercedes does not pull strings with anyone. She's actually way too smart to even put herself in a compromised situation for that. Now, um, as it came out last in last night's episode, you know, was she aware of Ali's. Um, inappropriateness uh, with by Adam in text messages and stuff. Yeah, we all were. I mean, I got messages from Adam. I could I'm sure they're just as bad. Um, but for Ali to make them into um, uh, what do you say? Like he felt that that he was um, being what sexualized and right. demeaned. I think that's ridiculous because uh, not to demean anyone that feels that way. But I think it's impossible to sexually harass Ali the yeah. way he is. And the way he presents himself. So
0: because he's a total flirt-ish. Is that what you're saying?
1: Um, I would go much further than that. I mean, he's yeah, he puts himself out there and good for him. I I wish that I was that comfortable, I guess, even with myself. Um, but I, I think there's just an inappropriate line. And I think I think Rez is right in him being so thirsty and wanting to be on the show inappropriately at other people's expense if If he could handle himself better on the show, I would say, well, he's done them all a favor by bringing this to the forefront, but it truly was Mercedes or destiny. Destiny should have took it upon herself to make it um her initiative to address
0: right, and you're saying, and Reza says the same thing like Ali's like, this is Shaw's, this is Bravo, there are cameras. Let's go,
1: yeah, I like i and again, it's weird because I do like Allie. as I said about me being a trainer, I give people I'm very honest about my opinions of them but ultimately I think I don't think Ali is an evil person I think that he really wants to be on the show I think Reza's is completely correct on that and he's it, it, as they did a montage of him looking like a creeper in every single scene I mean I'm glad I didn't piss any of them off um to this level because I'm sure they could create similar with me being in so many you've been in a lot of, of it film.
0: yes yeah.
1: Um, But I don't I never would have taken it upon myself. It's not my job to uh, address um, Adam and Reza's marriage issues that we are all aware of. You're aware of it just as much as I am Mercedes and all that. And one thing about Mercedes is she would never, ever reveal any personal stuff and she never has to us about resin adams relationship nor do i ever think that she would talk about brandon and I's. and we have skeletons in our closet of course you know if we were yeah. a straight couple we've been divorced four or five times but there's there's a gray area and because we we're navigating what marriage is with a same-sex couple and we're very proud of what we've overcome in our relationship but it's not perfect by any means but she has never spilled it.
0: That's good. And why do you think? I mean, I can make up my own backstory, but why do you think Reza is triggered by you guys? If if I
1: hear one more time that he thinks I'm thirsty to get on Shaz, I'm like, really? One of his fake accounts on Twitter that he has tried to attack me, and I was like, dude, check out my IMDb. I don't need to be on Shaz. I'm there to support Mercedes in her life, on and off camera, and. If he perceives that as me being thirsty, then go ahead. But look, I'm thirsty for Lacroix, not for Shaz or him. Mm. I love a little Lacroix. And he has nothing to be insecure about with our relationship, even with Mercedes. We have never, ever wanted them not to be friends. Like we, even now, I really wish that they could be close again and have that, that friendship. And um, I guess that's for them to work out. But yeah i i think that i definitely i more than brandon because i he plays safer and sits on the sidelines and if i see something i say something and i said i guess enough where it um it upsets him
0: i mean and obviously you'll always be team mercedes because that's your real life friend
1: yeah i will but even even if mercedes crossed lines i think that i would be of course honest about what i thought is inappropriate like even last night where she talked on the on the episode about uh yes she was aware of the um with Allie and adam and the inappropriateness and all that stuff um she was aware of that but she it's not like she tried to um bring that uh as storyline she didn't care
0: that makes sense um and we're gonna are we gonna see more of you on shaw's this season as it goes on you
1: know what's weird is that you don't I, really
0: know. I know. I can't
1: I don't remember what we were part of and not. I, I mean this is not this is not um there wasn't a lot that involved us and I'm glad it really didn't. Um because my hope is I would love to see this cast heal itself a bit. Um, especially Kinda. like as I mentioned, like Olnessa and all of them. Do I miss them? Yeah, I do um we had some kind of falling out apparently with Golnessa that i'm unaware of really um because at the f- one of the final filming um without giving any spoilers there was some really upsetting moments where we needed to step in and um protect mercedes uh from certain cast members and um apparently Golnessa thought that uh, I was misreading something that went on. And all I simply did was I said, call me and we'll talk about it. I think our friendship is worth a conversation. Have I heard from her for four months? No, which is very telling. I mean, it's hurtful and it's sad that other people other than Mercedes um, can't see that we love and support them. And that it far exceeds the show. And I wish they did. But I think maybe perhaps they're too overcome with the show. And they lose a sense of uh, balance in their life.
0: I would agree with that. I mean, I'm friends with a lot of people that are on like the New Jersey. I'm friends with like a lot of the New Jersey housewives, New York housewives. I, in my experience, just from being friends with these people also, it's a very strange dynamic. There are so few real friends, I think most of them become overcome with being on the show. And the in my experience, the littlest blip that you are not bowing to the ring. Yeah, like I have people mad at me all the time. And I'm like, I didn't even fucking do anything. And to me, it's like, if you hate this person, you can hate this person. I don't know why I can't like them. So it's like, it's this strain. So I I can totally relate to that when someone just doesn't talk to you for four months and you're like, they're, and I think in their minds, you're not on the show and they are. So goodbye to you. You know, like, I think that like true Mercedes, like friendship that you have is rare when someone is on a current show. It's sad, but I think that doesn't shock me that you haven't heard from JJ.
1: It's cruise ship mentality. It's like they live on that boat. Everything yeah. is way dramatic and you just, and they assume Um, like Danielle Staub is, is a great example of that. Uh, who's a uh, friend and, you know, she'll call and she'll talk about past seasons or things like that, that I didn't catch. And, and I'm a little bit out of the loop. And at times I'm feel almost bad because I feel like it's hurtful if I'm like, actually, I don't know what you're talking about, which it's then refreshing to them. I would hope it's refreshing to them that we're, we're a part of their life in the moment. I don't care what happens season two. I don't care about the table flip or any of this stuff. And Danielle really does, like there's moments where um I'm just blown away by her kind of support for us.
0: you mean in like a good way
1: in a great way, in a great way like she it, and I think for her, it's probably very healing to have people like us in her life that um I mean, we can balance it. like I think Brandon uh probably talked about it that he he loves and respects Teresa and the whole lot of them. Um, I don't know. I've not met any of the others on um, New Jersey, but Danielle. Um, but if they were to have judgments on me, I mean, I'm not on Housewives with Danielle.
0: Exactly. So I have,
1: and I probably wouldn't ever put myself in a compromise situation where Danielle can pull the crazy on me because I could. I doubt that I would. Knowing that that's how she could be, I don't think I would go down, down that line of triggering her. I think I'm pretty smart with navigating how to have her in my life with that right. without, without. Um. Yeah. So, I if they were have an issue because I'm friends with Danielle and that I actually do respect her, then they're not f- worth friendships for me to have.
0: That makes sense. Now, talk to me about one of the best shows on Bravo right now. The best Shaws might be very close second, but the absolute best is Vanderpump Rules. Right. Now, Brandon tells me you have all these connections. I stalked your Instagram. I saw you at the fancy AF party with Tom. Talk to me about this.
1: Well, I—I I mean, I—we've I, known them again because I've been on Bravo for numerous years. I've—I've I've crossed paths with numerous um, of of them, including Lisa, of course. But uh, I have such a strong connection with um, Jeremy Maddox, Ariana's oh, really? brother. Yeah. yeah instantly when with going to sir and having so many bravo functions at pump and sir uh i you know my eye just kind of wanders uh, away from the business meeting because it's so monotonous it's all you know it's all the same and i would watch jeremy interact with bravo fans and his kindness and just how sweet he was i think it made reminded me of like the small farming community, community i'm from in canada there's just a sweetness to him, and he's one of the only people I've ever gone up to and I said, "Um, you know, where are you in your life? Do you have the finances for a kick ass trainer and And he's like, well, no, look at i'm I'm busing, t- uh, you know at at sir, and I said, I'm gonna train you full time and I really tried to take him under my wing, and um, he's like a brother to me. he'd be my wedding party if we had renewal you know ceremony. Really? Um, and then through him, of course, I, I met Ariana and Tom and I started training a lot of them. Um, and Ariana is ju- just as special. I mean, she's, they're both, they're also, they're very kind to me and generous and uh, I have a lot in common with them because a lot of people don't realize how much strong musical theater backgrounds both of them have, Tom and Ariana.
0: Oh, really? I didn't even know Ariana did.
1: Huh. Oh, she's so talented. And I I'm, I, mean, I'm always pushing for her to expand um, what she's even currently doing. I, It would probably stress her out to add any layers to anything. Yeah. But I would love, love, love to see her go into Chicago on Broadway. She would be a kick-ass Roxy. She'd be fantastic.
0: That would be good. And if it ever opens up again, they're probably going to be looking for someone. Erica was great, actually. She really did a great job.
1: Of course she did. I mean, that's a perfect example. So perfect. Talented. And and it may, it's good. And it's really good for the reality TV world, too, because I got a lot of slack from Broadway. When I transferred from Broadway and exposed myself on reality TV, literally exposed myself. I got a yes. lot of judgment and even on social media and that. And I think now every all of the entertainment industry is kind of coming together. And hopefully uh, people like Erica or Ariana with her incredible flexibility. People don't know that when I train her, we do extreme circ training to bring her onto Broadway stage and have her like, whap! it'd be amazing. And her voice is just incredible. So hopefully she gets that kind of opportunity soon. Huh?
0: She, I mean, now that you're saying it and you tell me she's talented, I could totally picture her in in the role. Interesting. Yeah. And um, Tom, Tom, go figure. He's really he has a lot of talent too. Really, huh? Mm-hmm. He would be good on Broadway doing something too.
1: Yeah. Totally.
0: Um, what was I going to say? So that's before quarantine. That is like your daily life. Like you train like where do you train like all over LA or no actually
1: i'm i don't train that often i mean i have a apartment gym here and most of my clients have gyms um it's a very entitled kind of LA uh, you know situation that a lot yeah. of the world can relate to but um, most of my efforts are checking in with people, making sure they're fitness programmed and they know what they can do on their own. And then my true passion as far as fitness goes is creating fun, entertain, entertaining, um, out of the box fitness that is manageable, but highly, highly effective for the masses, for people that want and are enjoying this quarantine life on their couch. Do you know what I mean? That's that's where I am wanted. That's where I am.
0: Like what? Now, before the quarantine, which we're going to get into, like, what would you be doing before quarantine? Like, what's an example of that type of workout?
1: For a whole year, I have been in development with this company called SciPlay, which um, has uh, seven incredible um, slot machine apps. They have like tons of games on each app. And I'm a huge fan of Vegas and slot machines. I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll pound back some drinks and have a night at the slots. Again, I'm a relatable trainer. Yeah, and um, these slots that I played on my phones, I have paired uh, them with. Do you need more coffee?
0: No, I. Well, it's gone, but I don't need any more. I've had like four cups of coffee today.
1: Uh, I love coffee.
0: I I, I love coffee even more than vodka, but just by a little bit.
1: (laughs) What about coffee in a Bailey's?
0: That too. But it's like coffee all day and then vodka at night. But we're going to get into my quarantine. Oh, that's right. Not drinking very soon.
1: Yeah. So my stuff with them, I combine slot play with exercising. And right before this quarantined existence now um I took to youtube and i fitness and slots where i literally show you how to play slot machines to distract you positively from the pain or the typical what people call pain when they're exercising which is just using your muscles um that they can do from home or ridiculous places like the bathtub a goldfish you know bathtub workout and things like that and also of course my stretch and wine classes which are are uh, are quite popular And then I've done um, in person, I've done at least one a month in the Hollywood area um, to sold out crowds. So that combines uh, wine tasting and stretching. So like a taste, a discuss, and then I take everyone immediately over to the mats and I pair stretching that goes along with that tasting.
0: Which is now, right. So I have, so that you started before quarantine and that is what you're now doing in quarantine online
1: yeah but most people didn't know about it because it was influencer events, so it was uh what the format of it is like a company would come in and and sponsor me to host uh the class for like forty to a hundred celebrities right, and the whole focus of the night in the um hour long um social hour after the class would be focused on the products so like hydrafacial company came in and they gave hydrafacials and and all of the celebrities are obsessed because not only do they have an amazing drunk fitness experience an event but then afterwards it's all a beauty um uh, a social hour and things like that so it's a no-brainer for people like to participate but it never really got out there until this quarantines life until i was like you know what people are at home they're drinking way too much this is a great way for a message for me to tell people that let's be responsible with our sipping and why not pair stretches to go along with that and be health conscious and connect with our bodies because most people aren't doing that and it's really important to stay healthy
0: and how do you pair like what this is this stretch and this would go great with a merlot and here's another stretch and this is more of a shiraz like that's how it works (laughs)
1: It really, it it does work like that. I usually take people through a tasting journey of a champagne warm up, and the bubbly warms up your palate, and it also helps elevate uh your um your temperature, and it gets your heart going, right? So Aww. it helps with the warm up of the exercising. So then after that, we go and we usually have light Pinot Grigio with mm-hmm. light stretches that start off light on our palate, light on our body. And then like, say with a, a Merlot, we get more low, like in the midsection and I'll pair it perfectly with like um, a figure four stretch where we lean over and we're feeling it in the glutes, right? And Aww. then full bodied, ridiculous, um, grounded, earthy wines bring out our very, here I'll just do this, our very grounded, earthy stretches, you know? Like we'll just get really down and, uh, and grounded with this too.
0: Interesting. And how often do you do, I mean, I, I know you do them, but how often do you do them? Or is it like not a set schedule per se?
1: Twice a week. I'm trying to keep it consistent with Wine Wednesday. And then Saturday nights, I think uh, people really crave something unique and fun that gives them an excuse to, um, have a glass of wine without, uh, hearing about it. So many women, um, in particular, are writing me and saying, Thank you so much for giving me permission to have a glass of wine because my husband or my partner's done nothing but judge me for drinking a glass of wine every night.
0: And I'm I know, and I'm doing the opposite. I, you know what it is, what I've realized about myself. I have no, I think there's no stigma about drinking at home. I have no stigma about drinking alone. I just realized that I think I'm like a social, I'm such a social person mm-hmm. that. I drink a ton when I'm out because I'm having such a good time based on the people I'm with. Yeah, I've drank since we've been quarantined. I have drank two days, just two. Isn't that shocking? And you don't know me that well, but like I trust me, I love like I love Vodka on the Rocks. Like that's my drink. So I don't go lightly when I go out and I go out like almost every night when it's not quarantined. So like for me to only drink twice is shocking.
1: But that's a really good positive. I mean, that means you're not emotionally attached to your your booze. You're not escaping um, all of that. And I think what we're finding now is that people don't have any other outlets. So a lot of people are, are drinking way too much or way too often. And that's kind of why I'm trying to undercover, if you will, fitness, where um, I, I'm I'm giving them permission to also use their body. and yeah. then. Chances are that light stretching, which is so important to do, leads to other activity the next day. They feel like going out for a walk or it changes their chemical dependency with foods, with carbon sugar, because that's what stretching can do. Um, but for you, I'm, I'm glad to hear that. That makes me happy. And it's sort of like social smoker, I think, that where people are experiencing that right now. They can't go outside. Most of them don't need a break from their day, like a smoke yeah. breaks. They don't need to smoke.
0: Yeah, no, I'm kind of like, Jesus, I guess I'm not an alcoholic. Like, I'm this is like shocking. I never really did it to escape. I never thought that was it. But uh, you know, when you're out every night drinking, you're like, well, what is all this? But now I'm like, I think I'm just really social. Great. And even when I did drink to social. two times, it was on.
1: Are you being social during these important times as well? I mean, not in person, but through this medium.
0: Well, you know what it is? I have been working like this in overdrive so i've been doing more shows so i put out like two shows a week now i'm putting out three shows a week which might go down you know it will i started this month of april i'm like if people are at home i've been getting a lot of dms that are like is there anything you can do to do an extra show and i've recorded so many i'm like easily i could put out three a week so for april quarantine and if we're still in in may we'll revisit it so i've been like this a lot which is really like I'm working more than I've ever worked. I like, can doing late. Yeah, that. like I've never Surprise. worked this hard. I mean, I've worked this hard in my life. But as far as this podcast goes, I'm doing more shows a week than I've ever done in my life.
1: Well, people need that outlet and and it's really important. And thank you for doing this because they do need to be engaged. They need to be um, uh, involved with these discussions and we need to have some kind of normalcy Um, like my my um, show that's coming out this week on the fitness and slots is called Home Sweat Home. And it's not like quarantine inspired me to do this. Uh, this is this is again this has been in development a year i filmed already a number of these like months ago and and the intro video and all of that it just so happens to be a whole series of numerous like we're talking 30 to 40 episodes of all at home workouts turning each individual room in a house into a gym so one day the living wow. room is your gym the dining ta- the dining um room the kitchen um while sitting on the can you can um pump and dump if you will like, it's great series.
0: And where can everyone find that? That's on YouTube?
1: Yeah. Easy search is just putting fitness and slots, and it will come up. Uh, slots, not slots.
0: Right. Slots, not slots. So that's on YouTube. Then on Instagram, we can find you just your name, right?
1: Yeah. And on Instagram, it's Craig Ramsey Fit. It's like Uncle Gord, I always say. Gordon Ramsey spelt um, S-A-Y. And I'm doing those uh, stretch and wine classes uh, on th- Wednesdays and on Saturdays. And I'm trying to pick a really good time. Uh, it seems to work for 5 p.m. PST, uh, which is 8 EST. Uh, because if I go any earlier, L.A. people for the first time ever are sleeping in. Because usually we're all up at like 6 a.m. trying to compete with New York. But now friends are sleeping until 12. And they said it's way too early. Five is the absolute earliest we can start. Reality. Right. yeah
0: well okay i guess that's true okay that like makes sense yes um yeah all of my friends in la are telling me that they're because i'm like an early riser they're all sleeping till like noon yes oh. every single one of them
1: yeah This every- is gonna change la so much i'm sure it's going to change new york too yeah I, I i'll be very interesting to see how um we all come out of this
0: you guys need to come. Listen, if it was up to me, I would sit here talking to you for the next five hours. Mm-hmm. But my producers are going to be like, wrap it up, David. But you and or your husband or both of you together should come back on. I think like because we, we, we can talk more about you guys. And I think like as the Shaw's season is on, you should come back on and talk more. Not that we're interested in you just for Shaw's just because you're on Bravo. Like, I mean, it's about you, too, you know.
1: Well, for the first time ever in Shaw's, I think the uh, ending of this season, we actually were involved uh, and it became about us. Brandon was personally hurt by a cast member emotionally. Um, He was used and abused. Um, uh, The the whole thing had an explosive ending. Now, mind you, I don't know what they're editing in or not. But regardless of that, I think that we do have um, personal experience to share and we'd love to do that.
0: I get it, and I totally get it. Like I always say to people, like I am on the Real Housewives of New Jersey. You just don't see me on screen, and I don't get paid. So, but in real life, there's all this fucking drama. So I totally get it. So I think just like
1: we're we're, if they air this, we're on it. I think Brandon's probably could be the last scene going like this to the cast and telling them to go fuck themselves. Wow. um, And fishtail it out of there with Mercedes. It's very plausible. Who knows? Spoiler alert, but.
0: No, you might be on it. But even if you're not, I think like it's a great like glimpse to show people like some people are like in real life living this with these people that you see on TV. There's a whole nother story. And we can talk, catch up about your workouts and stuff, too.
1: Yeah, we don't need to be on it. That's not the point. But yeah, you know, what you see on camera is Golnessa off camera. It's right her today a whole lot of them and i'll leave with just saying that i again they're good people they really are i the whole reza situation it's nice to see it played out where i can actually see him emoting and caring because he's been so detached from that for so long so it gives me hope for humanity and for him and hopefully their relationship uh coming together him and mercedes
0: that's awesome so couple of things one everyone needs to follow you online Craig Ramsey fits. Everyone needs to take your classes. I missed the last one. I'm going to try to go to the next one, which I know is today mm-hmm. in a few hours. I'm going to try to be there and everyone needs to look at all your YouTube stuff. Fitness. And,
1: please. please. Yes.
0: And now what I need to do is I need to take a snapshot of you. So like I've learned, okay. just learned how to do this. Like, watch this works. Like, Yay! That's cute. Isn't that cute? Yeah. Do you want to do another one with my leg? Yeah. Yes. Okay. I could not stretch like that if you paid me a gazillion dollars. Just, I mean, I could stretch, but not like that.
1: Well, how do you think I secured Brandon, date number six? When I told him, contortionist, sealed the deal.
0: So that's why I'm single, right? Well, you know what? The next show, we should talk about that, too. We'll talk about, like, dating and the gay life and, you know, being single versus being a happily married couple. Well, so, what's
1: interesting about us is that we really do have different relationships with all these different people, too. And and I think yeah. Brandon and I think we balance each other out so that we're able to sustain these relationships. You know what I mean? Because all, all of them are so different. Like, even our, our dynamic with Danielle or Mercedes.
0: And I know Danielle really well, too. So I want to talk about that next time, too. Okay. So you have been amazing. I love your husband. I love you. I love you both. We're doing drinks in person. It's going to be L.A. or New York. We're going to figure out one of those.
1: Yeah. Hopefully
0: before October. That's what I'm saying.
1: Well, hopefully the world can be off its pause button sooner than later.
0: I hope so, too. This has been awesome. And I'm going to try to make your class later and we'll talk soon. I'll DM you. Okay,
1: thank
0: you, take care. Thank you, bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to yet another episode of Behind the Velvet Rope, because without you listeners, I would just be a crazy person with voices in my head. And if you like what you hear, And you want more David, go to Cameo and book me on Cameo. And you can ask me anything there. I'll answer whatever you want. And I have a bargain basement price of $10. Thank you, guys. See you soon.
1: Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy.